Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode five of the Searchcast. I'm your host, Zach Martin, and with me today, I don't have not one, but I got two guests with me today, and it comes from the sponsor of the podcast, Primo X Hockey. I'm welcome to uh, bring onto the show Matthew Mugno and Kyle Muse. Boys, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Kind of, kind of feeling a little good after last night's win. You know. <laughs> It was definitely a good game. Oh, yeah. Recovery period this morning, you know, after going to the game last night, have to recover for a little bit each morning after the games. Yeah, right. Got to get something like that greasy McDonald's breakfast food or get that hit up that Waffle House at like two or three in the morning, try to soak up some of the extra, you know, alcohol consumed at that game. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. But I mean, yeah, that game was that game last night was interesting. Um, for those listening, you know, we're recording on Saturday afternoon. We're talking about the Friday night game against Pittsburgh, which we'll dive more into. But yeah, that game was wild to say the least. But like I said, we'll get to that later on. But yeah, I'm excited to have you guys on. Uh, you know, ever since we had the whole announcement, probably about which I can't believe it's already been a month since it happened. So it's kind of crazy. It's already one month in episode five, having you guys on. So I appreciate you guys you know, taking the time out today to jump on with me. This is a, this is gonna be a fun episode. Oh yeah. We've been excited since we first met you and talked to you about getting on to one of your episodes. So hey, yeah. Hey, only took five episodes and here we are. So, <laughs> uh, so for those who don't know at home real quick, just uh, why don't you guys let everyone know what you guys do at Primal X hockey and just like what you guys are all about. Cause I've, you know, you, I've talked about what you guys sell and what you guys do and stuff like that, but why don't you guys let everyone know at home, like what you guys do with the company? Yeah. So pretty much we're just like a distributor, a hockey distributor based out of Raleigh. Um, all of our um, products ship next day. If you order it, it's all free shipping to the U S and Canada. Um, Anything that's made with, Primo merchandise or anything like that. We try to keep made locally. Um, that's a big thing for us. It's a Raleigh-based di- distribution center. So um, we have a warehouse in Raleigh that we send everything out through. Um, we're working to get more of a retail presence, um, hopefully within the coming year or two, um, open up a store, maybe a pro shop and a rink or some sort of thing like that. Um, we actually do have an announcement that we're going to be in production of making our own hockey bags. Ooh, um, there you go. Yeah, that's starting, and that's they're made here in North Carolina. Of course. So, so. Cool thing. so yeah, we try to keep everything locally made. Um, obviously, if we have to go to the extent of getting something made elsewhere, we will, but that's a big thing for us. 
holding laces, tape. We just got in with A&R Hockey, uh, Green Biscuits, all sorts of Green Biscuits now. Those are fun ones. Um, Kane's Green Biscuits are starting to go. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've been for everyone to know. Like I was at the warehouse, private, like I said a month ago, and it's it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice setup. You guys got there. You got just racks of stuff. Got a nice goal. Got the, you know got the you know synthetic like ice that you guys have in there. Just take slappers and stuff like that. So has anyone actually hit ninety miles per hour yet? Or are we still at that? 90 kilometers an hour thing that we all saw the last time <laughs> yeah actually the high is actually now 69 miles per hour yeah okay um, let me let me guess was that was that you kyle or was this uh big boss uh was that me? no was it, it was actually evan one of our other co-workers that works oh, okay. at weight competition center he actually works over at weight competition center where the canes put uh practice oh there you go deals a lot wow. with what they do over there so he yeah he went over there and i, I wasn't there that day but um i mean I is, is, is there is there is there a video can anyone confirm this or is this or is this oh, just word of mouth can confirm our owner tuck um oh he, he can't confirm, confirm. This? Oh, okay that's the source that's what we're gonna go with here okay all right so someone so someone actually can hit it about 45 so at least that's good at least you know we're not getting stuck with the 90 kilometers an hour and thinking it's actually miles per hour (laughs) it's like not so fast my friend it wasn't really that fast (laughs) yeah and then the times you hit the radar and it shoots up to 90 miles per hour yeah right it's like no not like that uh but but yeah for anyone who's you know we don't do a video podcast on here but the guys are wearing the new uh you know primax hockey lids you know the hats which are really nice so if you want to check those out make sure to go to primaxhockey.com to where you can get their hats hoodies t-shirts like they even said they got equipment out the wazoo there so if you want to find some cool stuff you know why don't you go check over there and also they got some uh, pretty cool koozies as well yeah. so i mean i love the koozies yeah yeah it's, it's the only one i use now too like it's like if you if you're looking for a really good koozie, Primax Hockey's got it. So if you got beer or soda, why not why not throw it in there? Hey, hey, you got a storm brew? Throw in a Primax hockey, you know, koozie. Can't, exactly. can't go wrong with that. <laughs> All right. So we do have some fan questions. Well, we have a fan question. We'll get to that later on as well. But boys, I know unfortunately we got three games we have to recap. Two of them not so fun to talk about, but unfortunately we gotta have to for the fans. So Detroit, <laughs> that game was interesting to say the least, or just, you know, insanity? Kind of, going into it, you could kind of feel it because they came off the night before that game with Toronto was 10, seven. Um, no one's coming into a game the night after light after letting in 10 goals. Yeah. In total goals in a game. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that if you look at the stats, like Detroit had 41 shots on goal and Carolina had 30. That's not really something you want to see, especially when you're playing a Detroit team who's they're okay, but they're not world beaters. Like they're like they some are saying they have a shot for wild card. I don't see it happening, but you don't give a team like Detroit 41 shots on goal. Like you don't see that you don't let that happen. And the fact that like it was one nothing after the first period. You thought, okay, you're feeling good. Going to the thirds, tied one-one. Then, like Carolina had a pretty good shot. Look, you know, Foss ties it up. Jordan Stahl gets the lead, and then it's like, what? Not even thirty seconds later, Dylan Larkin ties it up. 
that, that like, that's a gut punch when you're like okay we got the lead finally you're looking good and then 30 seconds later it's gone yeah like, that's well, that's not fun it's it's not yeah it's just not a fun experiment to have that happen to you in hockey no and the way it happened too like you you gotta feel bad for brady shea because i mean he's just trying to clear the puck accidentally whiffs on it and then larkin is just all alone it's Larkin just drives that himself, though, with the work ethic that he has on that on the ice. You can see it from a fan perspective of hockey. You can just see him working so hard every shift, and he really leads that team. And if there's anyone on that team that deserves a lucky bounce like that, it's him. Oh yeah, for sure. Just just the way he he's been there his entire career. He's done like been through this long rebuild. It seems like they're kind of almost getting done with it. And yeah, it's if it's the one guy you have to give it to, at least it's not him, but not like Bertuzzi. If it was Bertuzzi, I'd be really upset about. But it's just, like I said, it's unfortunate when it's, like, so close to after you just got the goal, which the captain, let's talk about him real quick. He's been on absolute fire this this entire week. As soon as he got that first one, as soon as he just – he just had to get the monkey off his back. That's all it was. Yeah, he just had to get through that long, dry spell. He gets one, then he gets another one. It's I think I saw – I think I saw somewhere where he's like, including last night, I think he's up to, like, what, five? Like, Seven? Five, yeah. Uh, no, I think he's got eight goals now, but I think he's got five in this last week alone, yeah. <laughs> which just is insane to think about because this dude, he, like, he was – I mean, you, you talk about how he struggles. Like, everyone wants him to score goals, but Rod Brendamore said it. If he's not scoring but we're winning, it's okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But when he is scoring, and, well, I guess we'll talk about the Pittsburgh game, it's just – He's coming in at the right time where it seems like the offense needs, you know, some help around just not outside of this SAT line. And it's good to see the captain contributing with goals as well, because all we hear on Twitter is, oh, Carolina's got no depth scoring at all. Yeah. It's like, really? We don't have depth scoring? You go look at the roster. It's there. <laughs> it's there. It's like, tell me you're, watch- you're not watching Hurricanes games without telling me you're not watching Hurricanes games. Yeah, I mean everyone. Everyone on the team is scoring. Like, I mean even, Nino. Nino's producing this year. Faust is. Um, Faust ice time is what's been a little concerning most recently. Um, I know I don't remember which game it was, but he was under like thirteen or fourteen minutes, almost least on the team. I think it was the Detroit game. Yeah, the Detroit game was just, was weird because the fact that even if you look at how the lineups are, it's like you you kind of like you want to trust and rod and know what he's doing but there's sometimes like how he hits he sets up that second line it doesn't make any sense because like you have trocheck and you got you know marty Nietzsche and whoever but it's like it's always that left wing spot that you're kind of always makes you wonder like all right who's going to be in that spot tonight yeah and, like, it's uh, like a driving force to wonder and going into that trade deadline yeah, because it's like you have Kakanyemi who they want to be who they want to be a center, which is fine. But it's like, okay, then throw Seth Jarvis in there, but you just see him down on the fourth line or the third, and it's kind of like, all right, I I, I love Martinuk. I have no problem with Martinuk, but it's just like I don't know about a second line left wing. No. Especially when, especially when you're talking about a playoff put where you're trying to push for a you know a president's trophy, or yeah. you're trying to get away from Pittsburgh in the middle of a metropolitan race with a three team race right now like i said i love martinuk but it's just i don't know why that's always like oh, okay we're gonna throw him as left last left wing why 
just I think it's just to add energy, maybe just add that little bit of extra. I I guess, but like with Seth Jarvis, like the kid can score goals, and it's like, yeah, it's good that he's got him on the fourth line with Cock and Yemi, but at the same time, it's like, come on now, like the dude can score, given the miss because because I think he's playing under fourteen minutes a game. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's almost concerning to the point where you're like, why don't we put him in the minors and let him play, you know, 18 or so minutes in the minors and get a lot of experience under his belt. It's almost to the point, but he's getting these minutes on this power plays and yeah. stuff. So it's like, it's, it's such good development for the kid. And he's, that kid's going to be a star. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's good. It's going to be a lot of fun watching because the fact that he just turned what 20, not too long ago. So it's yeah. like, it's like it's insane to think that this kid's 20. He's like top, I think he's like top five or something like that in scoring or top 10 in scoring points and all, and all that. It's like it's crazy to think of where he's at now. Wait until he gets to like like Tara Vinen and Aho and Svechikov age. And those guys are young too. Like they're none of those guys are over 20. I think Svechikov and Aho are both under 25. So wait Man. until he gets about their age. Uh, you could you can kind of feel with uh Jarvis as you felt with Aho coming up. And Svechnikov, like you said, like as they were got older, you're like, okay, like you can tell this kid's gonna be a star, but like, he just how good to... can he be? Like, yeah, right, yeah, actually give him actual minutes, then yeah. see what see what he can do. And for me, I think with how the deadline's gonna be and how this offseason's gonna be, because there's a lot of contracts coming off the books, and there's gonna be a lot of like maneuvering to re-sign guys. Because there's a because I know last time I heard their look, I think it was yesterday, they're saying that Kakaniemi and the Hurricanes are looking at a deal. Yeah, it's, not probably, it's probably not going to be 6.1 million, but I think it's going to be a nice AAV to where they can bring him back, but then also still bring up other guys back to and figure out, you know, trade for someone at the deadline. That's not a rental, but maybe a long-term thing. So I think there's gonna be a roster, you know, reshape. And then like you said, put cock in the as a second line center, put Jarvis as a left wing on that second line with Marty Nietzsche. That I would not be mad about that being a second line. Yeah, Marty doesn't really score a lot of goals. There's some he's inconsistent sometimes, but it still it wouldn't be a bad line to have behind the sat line. Yeah, another thing to think about that I, I recently thought about when thinking about these trades is it, when you move Trocheck though, you think about it, you're moving your one right-handed trustworthy center. Yeah. Um, so can Natchez take those right-handed faceoffs for you when you need him to? Um, can you trust him to? Has Natchez built into the potential that? Uh, the Canes have wanted him to, or is that potentially a trade chip that they look to get more out of? Like if they want to get a better player, a younger player for the long term, you're going to have to give up more. And obviously Natchez would probably be worth more than Trocheck at this point in time with their age. In a yeah. Yeah. It definitely would be. Cause I know, I know Kyle, you've asked, I know if a lot of people ask like, what's good, what are we gonna do with Trocheck? Are we keeping him or getting rid of him? And it's like, <sighs> now. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's kind of tough. Like you kind of see, okay, he is that extra piece that maybe you can move on from, but it's kind of like, you know, what AV are we talking about? Like, you know, cause it seems like he loves being in Carolina, ever likes having him here. And it's like, 
if he can come back on a decent deal, I don't see why Carolina would move him because where he's at right now. And it seems like he fits well with this culture. Cause you, cause we saw it last night against Pittsburgh. You need that type of guy who's going to get under people's skins and draw penalties and stick up for himself too, because you know, that was, he had a nice fight last night as well. So it's like, it's, it's not true. Carolina last night in that game. Oh, oh, very late in the game. Yeah. He, he really changed the tide, but before we get to that Pittsburgh game, Thursday night, this will be a quick rundown for that game. Uh, they were in Washington. I, you really can't bring Freddie for that game because it was just shambolic from the start. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I know you came off that fourth through overtime loss in Detroit. You should have won that game. Fortunately, you didn't. You go into the Washington game. Like, you outshoot them all game, 36-33. But it just seemed like no matter what Carolina did, they had – no shot to get any momentum going. I think it was like six penalties in total, and they gave up two goals. Like, yeah, the penalty kill is outstanding, but when you have six penalty kills to take care of in one game, it's only something penalty kill can do. Yeah, exactly. And it just seemed like no matter what they try to do, it's just they can never gain momentum. Like, the penalties were just absolutely brutal. And the thing, too, is Carolina did get three power plays, but they couldn't do anything with it. It seems like the penalty kill is so good, but the power play is kind of like it's still a question mark at points. But, of course, with TDA out, you're missing a key quarterback on the power play. So it does change things a little bit when you have, like, Slavin or Shea or who, insert name of defenseman, the one defenseman you need to have on the power play. It does change the factors. The fact that Tony D'Angelo leads the entire team defensive, the, all the defensemen in points. So yeah, we definitely miss Tony right now. That's for sure. We can yeah. Have, like, of which is yeah, which is something you you wouldn't think about saying before the start of the season because everyone's oh, like, I, I absolutely, I loved the signing ever since the beginning because I knew he had something to prove and I knew he just he wanted to be better. Second chance. That's yeah. All. It, it's definitely a mixed bag of emotions for me. It's kind of like, it's, it's good. That he's finally off, like doing off the stupid stuff that he was doing, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's like, you almost have to differentiate the player to the person, the player. He's great person. Ah, take it or leave it on that. But I mean, yeah, with how this power play is and the way it's been all season and not to have him on it right now, it's definitely, a glaring effect of okay <laughs> this guy's gonna be out for a month the hurricanes might need to look into possibly attaining someone and this is that game where you kind of wish you needed someone because like i said even though carolina did outshoot them it just seemed like washington was all over the hurricanes this game yeah one person i had mentioned to you before this had started is a, a name that i've seen thrown out there is hampus lindholm and i think that's someone who you know, the Canes have talked about adding a defenseman, um, defenseman who can kind of fill the shoes of Tony on that power play one for now, potentially even take Slavin's power play two minutes so that he can focus more on the penalty kill and maybe take some weight off his back going into the playoffs, you know, get, get him some less minutes and maybe rest him a little bit. Um, and, you know, they've been looking to, they got a lot of expiring contracts. There's a lot of people that could be moved. You never know. Yeah, for sure. Because I know they've also talked about like Klingberg's been in, in the talks. Trushin from Arizona has been in talks with the Hurricanes. I think I think all three of those would be good options. And it's just, yeah. It's a matter of what you have to give up to get who. Exactly. And the thing is like the Hurricanes are deep, like even in the, with up here in Carolina and 
with Chicago with the Wolves. They're also deep down there too. And it's like, and even Don Waddell said like a few weeks back, like they're more content to trade off prospects and draft picks because they don't want to give up all their draft picks and be like a bunch of these teams where it's like, okay, we don't have a first round pick for the next like three or four seasons or something like that. Or you're Arizona and you got like 50 picks in the first like two rounds for the next like three years. It's like, you want to try to gain draft picks because you need to retool that area. So I think they're okay with kind of giving up prospects, but it's like, who do you give up in the process? Cause you don't want to sell out for the short term and then, and then hurt yourself long-term because you see teams like Chicago, Toronto, Tampa, like all these teams, like you look at their minor league systems, there's really no one down there for them to bring up to try to help them out. Or they do have them down there, but they're kind of stuck because they're stuck with all these bad contracts that they can't move and stuff like that, or just the team's playing bad. So it's like, you kind of have to look at the short-term and the long-term. And I think luckily, I think Don Waddell sees that in terms of, yeah, we don't want to like rentals work for some teams, but we don't want to be one of those teams that gives up everything for the short-term win. Like they want to, they want to sustain this window for as long as they can. I mean, we've seen it's it's already been three years with Rod. I think this will be, I think we're in the middle of year four and the Hurricanes made the playoffs every time Rod's been head coach. And if you keep this team around as it is and just keep adding pieces, this window could be 10 years, hopefully. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting when they get to that point of, all right, what do we do with that? So before we actually do go into the trade talks and stuff like that. And the, and the one big question we got, I know you guys are like amped for this, <laughs> but, um, and I know everyone's been asking about it, but last night's game, uh, you guys were there. How, what was the atmosphere like in the building for this game? Uh, to start the game. I mean, we, we got there <laughs> and you walk, you're walking into the stadium. It's just penguins, Jersey, penguins, Jersey, penguins, Jersey. And then every once in a while, you'll see a nice little red Jersey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a little overwhelming walking in last night. Cause you know, I've, I've grown up going to these games and um, over the years you've watched Penguins fans overrun PNC, RBC center, whatever you want to call it over yeah. the year. But, you know, you kind of have that feeling in these last few years that this might be the year that the Canes could maybe go 50 50 with them no. yeah no it was just our whole section i mean it was probably seven of us canes fans and the rest of the section was just all penguins fans well i mean yeah. that i mean that's what happens when you don't want to live in pittsburgh and you have to move south to carolina because i mean it's nice to visit but do you want to live there probably not so that's why everyone's down in raleigh instead of pittsburgh cheaper. yeah a little cheaper and uh the food might be a little bit better too but we'll leave it at that but yeah, Penguins fans, even when I was going to RBC Center, there was always Penguins fans there because it's just how it is. It's like Chicago or Toronto or all these big, you know, big six Buffalo. teams. Yeah, all these, all these big six. Yeah. Yeah, all these original sixes, man. They always find a way to outpack the home arena. It's I think it was I think it was like over 19,000 last night. I think it was like the big I think it was like the biggest regular season crowd they've had in a while. So I that's for it sure. felt like it, but it, it was just you could never tell. Like the let's go Canes chance, yeah, it, there was no, no distinguishing what it was. It was let's go Canes or let's go Pens, it was whoever you heard, yeah, it was kind of yeah. a mix of both, whichever ear you decided to listen out of, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, and that first period, it was definitely unfortunately all Pittsburgh, and of course, as the Hurricanes put it, we got Crosby, which. 
like last time we faced Pittsburgh, we got Crosby. So I can't. It'll be nice to play in the Metropolitan Division without him or Ovi, and it'll just be it'll just be nice just to have a wide open division where it's like, okay, we all have these two guys. Just absolutely. <laughs> What's that? Who knows when that'll be? Yeah, right. Yeah, when it's like when we're not, not trying to get killed by one of those two guys because it seems like they're always they're always a, a killer, no matter who it. Is. It's not just kill uh, hurricanes killers or just division and league killers because it's just no matter what they do, it's it's they always score and it's like the most absurd goals possible. It's just like really, like yeah, okay. <laughs> last night was ridiculous for the. I think it was Jake Gensel's goal. Yeah, uh, Crosby swung around behind the net, one hand on a stick half on the ice and swings it around perfect tape to tape past yeah. and for a deflection goal. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Know. Yeah. It's, it's just insane how they do that. And, and even a Crosby's goal, you're just like, come on, really? But luckily those are the only two goals of the game it all came in the first period. They only had 24 shots, which is mind blowing to think of. Cause you look at the, you watch the game. You're like, there's no way this team only has 24 shots because at the start of the game, it was all Pittsburgh for the most part. Well, Brock McKinn missed the net a couple of times, at least once on a breakaway. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, hey, it's great to see Brock back, but it's like, ah, there's That's, the Brock. There's the Brock McKinn we know and love. <laughs> we yeah. love you still, but. Yeah, there. I know there's a lot of Hurricanes fans last night on Twitter were like, "Oh, we miss Brock McGinn." I'm like, I do too, but <laughs> I don't miss that breakaway and him shooting complete two, three feet to the left of the net. Yeah, for sure. But it was good to see him back. But yeah, it was like, ah, there we go. And at least the guys played better in front of Ranta this game than they did the last game, because he deserved a lot better in that Red Wings game because. Okay. Like, I've always I've been a fan of him since he came and oh he's great I think he's been a really good goalie and I think he's been really big for all the Finnish players uh, oh yeah for sure oh well that's why a lot of people call him Papa Finn because that's just who that's just who he is and I think if you I think someone translated his name I think his last name in English is Beach so people just call him Andy Beach and I'm like I love this I'm all here for it because why not so he's that kind of vibe yeah oh he is oh even on his his Instagram his last name is Beach on Instagram so he just feeds into it you're like all right and the thing is like the fact that we have these him and Anderson under contract for a couple more seasons it's like all right we don't have to worry about goaltending very much because having these two we're good to go so but as a Canes fan for once it's comforting (laughs) with uh Mrazek and Ned last year it was like we knew they were like there we knew there was potential for both of them to leave as they did yeah Ned was still surprising because it's like okay he was just a finalist for the Calder yeah like now we're gonna trade him away for like absolutely nothing you're just like okay and then in Detroit he's still playing really well but then you see Morazic and Toronto (laughs) then again huh yeah it's Toronto look what Freddie looked like up there yeah and the, and the thing is everyone like clowns toronto it's like you guys got you guys thought this guy sucked okay and then it's like and the thing is everyone all you hear is oh it's the de- it's the guys in front of him, it's the defense and it's like it's just the scheme of the team i guess it's just one man's trash is another man's treasure pretty much and luckily it's here in carolina i feel bad for peter though man because it's just like he he had a rough game against detroit that was for them overall, like the fact that you were up seven two, it made it seven six, and the fact that your starting goalie got pulled, which for me sucks 
because I have Jack Campbell's one of my fancy goalies. Not a good time. Not a good time. But no, it was great to have Ranta, you know, having him down here and the fact that he played really well last night. I mean, you know, stopping 22 of 24, all that was in the first period. So he was basically locked in for the rest of the game, which was nice to see. I mean, we talked about earlier. How about the captain? Not one, but two goals in this game. I think the last, I think, what was it, 20, I think it was the 2019 season or 2020. He had four two-goal games, and this was his first one this year. But he's he's been on fire this week. I think, like, I think we talked about, I think he's got, like, what, five goals in the last, like, seven games or something like that. I feel like he always has a little extra juice going against Pittsburgh. It's always some a little <laughs> extra something in him, too. Uh, I feel like that wasn't really talked about enough last night. No, um, for, you know, it's, sure. kind of, it's kind of been pushed to the side burner because it's been so many years, but I do think he still has that in him as, as he wants to, he wants, he wants to beat him every time. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, yeah. He won the cup with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was really fun. It was awesome to see him do it. The fact his first goal was just like, Oh, it neither near rare shoots. It goes through dismissed legs. I think it went off his skate. Jordan Stahl, he's not the smallest dude. You really can't miss him on the ice. And the fact they left him wide open in front of the net for him just to be like, oh, here you go, and just wrist it in, past the well, – basically the net was wide open. All you had to do was just put it on net, which, you know, at the point, 2-1, okay, you're kind of feeling it. You're filing it back in the game because I think the Hurricanes didn't shoot – I think they got their first shot on goal with, like, what, seven minutes into the first period or something like that. It was a slow start. For the yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't look very like you think coming off of the Washington game, um, they'd come out hot, like, like we yeah. talked about Detroit earlier, coming after that 10 goal let up. And you think yeah. getting shut out by the Caps, you're going to come in hot, and didn't look like it. It was a scary start, but it bounced back. And that's the difference between the Canes now and the Canes four years ago. Oh, for sure. And the thing, too, is it's and even just this season, like you see the Hurricanes every game that came out with a sense of urgency, but it seems like after the All-Star break, it's been kind of like really wishy-washy in terms of, all right, the team will start really hot. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports, now in more markets than ever. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. 
or and they'll maybe taper off later towards the game or they start really slow and they turn it on really late or unfortunately like against washington never got there so it's like what do you guys think of like these weird like jekyll and hyde starts for the hurricanes since coming back from the all-star break it's it's interesting to watch but it's i don't know if it's as much something to watch for coaching perspective or the players but it also come come into the point where i I don't remember which game i think it might have been um the washington game i think slavin didn't play the last like six minutes or so i think some of the guys are getting a little tired uh that are playing some of these big minutes when we're killing you know six penalties a night four or six penalties a night yeah those penalty killers you know Ian Cole. Ian Cole has really impressed me this year. Yeah, and I've, really good. I've always liked him. He's always been a really good, solid defenseman in the league. Yeah. And when they signed him, I was like, this is a signing that not enough people talked about this summer because he has stepped into a big role for them in the penalty kill, shot blocking stats and everything. Yeah. Well, even too, like you look at Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear was huge. He's really good. And of course, I, it's crazy to think that he's finding time with Brandon Smith because Brandon Smith is okay, but it's like yeah, he's not the guy you think of. You're like, oh, he's a top six defenseman, play, gets all these minutes and stuff. But when, you know, Ethan was out for a while, when it was Smith and Cole, those two were playing really well together. So it's like they kind of a logjam at defense and guys trying to fight for spots. But now, you know, Smith is out. No one knows when that's going to be because he got hurt in the Washington game, I think. So it's like when, how long is Smith going to be? And now you have Barron, now you have Chatfield up, which I like Chatfield, but mm-hmm. – Love I, I love Jalen Chatfield, but for me, it's like, I feel like he's a good seventh D man, but also a good top two in the minors. Cause it's like right now you really want to get him going, but not in the middle of a race that we're in right now for the division and the president's trophy. Cause I really like him, but it's like, I, ah, agree. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a kind of tough spot to put that, put him in trying to fight for minutes with everyone else like once you get smith and d'angelo back and all that you know he's gonna go right back to chicago so it's kind of like do you want him up here just to fight for six man minutes as the seventh d man or do you want him in chicago where the wolves are right now <laughs> running away with the ahl literally yeah, yeah I mean, it's a good point to bring up because Chatfield does look good in the games he plays and he makes mistakes and that's what you're gonna do when you're young in that oh, NHL. Yeah. yeah and it's a much faster game but um I mean, the way he looks on the ice and he plays aggressive and everything, and you can tell that the team likes it because yeah. um, they keep its consistency on bringing him up over Lajoie, who they kept after last year, who yeah. they brought up a bunch. But and Chatfield is their choice to bring up when injuries come. Oh, yeah, for sure. Almost, I've seen questions amongst social media and stuff about Bear and staying here and whatnot because he does have an expiring contract. Yeah, and his and since his uh, COVID break there, where he ha- had COVID, he people have criticized him for not looking as good. And um, well, yeah, and even he said too, like he was still trying to get back into his game because like that's not something you can just come back right away from, like everyone else can. Where it's like, okay, you were scratched a couple of nights, but you're still good to go. It's like no, like it, you have to get back into. You basically want to get back into game shape, just like you are from the off season. It's just he had a slow start, but now, he's, but now he's back in it again because he's getting the consistent minutes to be, okay, he's back full go instead of, you know, spot starting every other game because he's fighting for ice time with Smith. So, yeah, it's well, – I don't think it was anything on Bear. It's just unfortunately caught COVID at the wrong time, and it takes a little bit to get back from. 
I mean, yeah. I, I luckily I haven't had it, but it's just as you think as an athlete, that's tough to come back from. You're not doing anything for what almost two weeks, and then you're gonna come back random middle of a you know of the a division race, a president's trophy race. Like that's not something you can just come back from and be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm good to go. Let's do this thing. It's like no, you gotta take time for that. And like even so with the schedule, I mean, if you look at it. Ever since you know they re- they reconfigured all the schedules. I mean, you had you know back in February, you had Toronto, Ottawa, uh, Toronto and Ottawa back to back. Then you had Boston two days later, Minnesota two games later. You had like a few games off against Florida, and like even like this whole month of March, like you had Edmonton and back on Sunday, Detroit Tuesday. We just had a back to back. We got Seattle tomorrow, and then next weekend you got Colorado Thursday. You're off. Home against Philadelphia, then away at Pittsburgh, and then you're off until Thursday, and then it's another back-to-back against Toronto and Washington, which is at Toronto, home against Washington, and then two days later, home against the Rangers. Then you have Tampa Tuesday, Dallas Thursday, St. Louis Saturday, and then you have a back-to-back that following Monday and Tuesday on the 20th and 29th. In, In April, you look at April, you almost have a game almost every other night. Like this isn't going to be easy. Like, like you said, with like people getting tired, this is where depth is a huge thing to have. And luckily Carolina has that depth because we see it like how it is in Chicago. Like we, how many guys we bring up from Chicago early in the season where they had like what, five, six guys out with due to COVID and they were still winning games. I was just about to say, it might be a good time to start thinking about Drury coming back up and running a few games, give some guys some break. Like they did last year, I think, um, if I remember correctly, Martin Oaks had a few games um, towards the end of the season and they brought someone else up. I don't remember exactly who it was, but they did bring someone else in to play a few games and give Martin Oaks the break. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just – it's definitely going to be interesting for that too. And going back to the Pittsburgh game real quick, Andre Svechikov, right place at the right time for that game winner. Like that – it looked like the like roof got blown off that place. Like how loud was it? Edward Svechikov scored that goal. I mean, that, that place erupted, but yeah. it's I, I still think, like, there's there's moments in that place. You know, it looks loud in that place, but there was just so many Penguins fans that it could have been so much louder. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait for that. And one thing we haven't talked about yet, February 18th, 2023. I was, I, mean, I, was, I, was about to, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, how about for the fact that it was also announced – that Washington's going to be the, the team that they're going to face in the stadium series at Carter Finley, which is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be an all day tailgate. Like, at like yeah. when, whenever the gates open until game starts, it's just going to be nothing but straight up tailgate. It's like, if anyone remembers the, like the Stanley Cup final tailgates, this is going to be like on a massive scale. Cause you're talking stadium series, national TV at Carter Finley. You're going to have kids from state. Um, like NC State coming to tailgate just to, just tailgate, to tailgate, not even yeah. to go to the game. You're gonna, yeah, have they're like hockey, football. whatever. I'm just here for the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people do that for football tailgates all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, well, I know, hey, I love state and I'm really excited to see what the football team does this year because the fact they're bringing everyone back, but that's like a that's a whole side tangent thing that we can, <laughs> but it's just the football team is gonna be exciting this year for sure. I'm wait for can't wait for them to get back, but the fact you got Carolina at Carter Finley next February, that is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really going to work on my best to be out there and be for that game and be there for the tailgate. Cause that is going to be a fun time. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be there. My mom has season tickets. Yep. So I'll oh, get yeah. from her. 
I'll be there too. So we will a hundred percent be there. Oh, for sure. The thing is, I kind of wish it was either Florida or someone else. I mean, I don't mind the, I don't mind Washington, but I'm like, man, could you imagine, could you imagine Carolina and Florida? That would have been fun. I would have liked Carolina and Florida. The one worry for me with Washington, as always, is these bus trips of Washington fans that come down for the games because it's so much cheaper to go to games. Yeah. Like imagine going to an outdoor game in Washington, D.C. versus in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. In, in Raleigh at a college football stadium, which, yeah, you could easily put like, okay, you have the Washington Commodores. <laughs> that name alone is just even weird to talk about. Not the Washington football team, but it's the Commodores or Commanders, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Commanders. Whatever. They're, it's, it's bad regardless. Um, yeah, that that huge stadium compared to a college football stadium, it's definitely a big difference. I mean, Carter Finley is not the biggest stadium. Like even in the ACC, it's not the biggest, but it's still. Good. But I think the way it's set up, it's going to be super loud because it's like right there. It's like the there's really right next to PNC. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's already. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's that close to PNC. The guys don't really have to go very far because it's basically going to park in the parking lot and just go right to the arena, like right to go to the stadium that's right there. And just you know, go get dressed in the team's locker room. But even then, like how, I'm just talking about how close the fans are going to be to the field or to the ice. Like it's going to be like oh. super loud because it's just how like on top of it it's going to be. Oh yeah, it's not a it's not a spread out stadium like the like you know they've done the stadium series in a lot of baseball fields. Baseball fields tend to have a lot of space outside of where you put the rink. Yeah. And when they I remember a few years back when they came and did the cone layout um, for uh carter finley you could see it and it's it's gonna be taking up most a lot of a good portion of the field and anything that's not the field you're the fans are close oh yeah it's basically be like really snug onto the ice it's it's not like what is it the cotton bowl where it was like 20 like we all know the long walk that um cory perry had it yeah. was like you're t- we were walking <laughs> like a mile to the locker room just from the rink it's like no you're gonna basically gonna be right on top of them it's gonna be loud yeah, so, it's going to be fun, but the, the atmosphere is going to be insane. Capitals fans are going to be there. Over under, how many fights are we going to have before the game? Like one and a half, two and a half, basically. Oh, more. Two and a half hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's going to be it's going to be wild. I couldn't even imagine if it was like Carolina against like one of the teams that like if it was Carolina and Boston. Oh, easily at least about twenty fights are going to break out. That would be so bad. I would have a lot of fun, but it would be so bad. Oh, yeah, because we, we all know what happens. Every time we play Boston, it's just always a bat. It's like someone's going to get punched. It's just how it works out. Whatever reason, it's just Carolina and Boston don't like each other. We're not even talking about on the ice. Fans don't like each other for whatever reason. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for the game regardless. It's going to be a lot of fun. The fact that it's going to be there next year. and The fact that they didn't get take it away from Carolina in general, which we all thought was going to happen. Luckily, it didn't. So that's definitely going to be fun for next year for the stadium series. So we do have one fan question. I know you guys have been wanting to talk about this as well. Um, so I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on this. The one question is, um, it's from, you know, good friend of the show, Beth. It's closer, so I'm going to ask it again because maybe the answer changed. Deadline moves. What do you see happening? So I know you guys have been, we've talked about it a little bit you know, early on throughout the show, but what are your guys' thoughts on a possible, what do you think is going to happen for the trade deadline for the Hurricanes? 
I, honestly, we've talked about the couple people that have on the Canes that have expiring contracts. I mean, there's, I think there's a total of eight or nine of them. Um, so it's a big year for who they're going to move, who they're going to keep, what they're going to do about the signings and everything. There's also some interesting names out there that are on the trade block. Um, you've heard Patrick Kane come up in recent days. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That's not somewhere I don't think the Canes are wanting to do. I mean, that's a $10 million contract. That's not even something I think they'd think about. But well, some- the, fact, the fact, like, what package can you put together to get a Patrick Kane? Who yeah. he's, even, he's even come out and said, too, that he wants to stay in Chicago and be there for the rebuild and end his career in Chicago because there's not a lot of guys that can do it. So, I saw something today with Colorado personally. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, and I, I don't see Chicago getting rid of Patrick King. It's the fact that King wants to stay there and stuff like that, and the fact that he has a full no-move trade clause. He doesn't have to waive it. Like he, yeah. I don't really see him leaving because his, his deal ends next after next season. So he can come back to Chicago for a cheaper deal, like five and a half, six million if he wanted to, to free up space. Wherever he wanted to go after that. Exactly. Even I think even then I think I, even then I think he would want to stay in Chicago because he's been there yeah. his entire career. I think he just wants exactly. to be there for the rebuild. So that would be an interesting piece. But even then, if he did somehow wave it and Carolina went after him, I could not imagine the package you would have to set up to get Patrick Kane because he isn't slowing down. Yeah, he doesn't have like thirty goals this year, but he's got a lot of assists and <laughs> he hasn't really slowed down. So I couldn't imagine what you would have to give up just to get Patrick Kane. Yeah, it's just a big name being thrown out there. But one that's been a big name that's been thrown out there that the Canes have been mentioned with, um, I don't know if it's as much been mentioned recently, but was Claude Giroux out in Philadelphia. Um, I, I like the idea of it personally. Yeah, it, I've I've heard a lot about Claude Giroux. I know I know Colorado's really in on him too. Yeah, and I think, and I from what I heard, I think Claude wants to stay there until he hits 1,000 games with the Flyers and then possibly get traded. So you're talking like four days before the deadline. So like, that's, that's a, that's a tight window to like, I think there's going to be, I think there's gonna be talks in between that, but yeah, like he want, I think he wants to stay there and get that 1,000 games with the Flyers. It would be interesting. The thing is a who, who would you possibly see the Hurricanes giving up to get Claude Giroux? And it's like, is this talk? Are we talking a rental? Or are we trying to see if he's going to stay long term? Because his contract isn't bad, but it's like you've got to move some pieces to fit that contract into the system. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And that's something that has to come into consideration. And that's honestly why I don't see the Canes pursuing him that much in that four day window. Cause as you said, I mean, it's a four day window to sign to trade and sign him if you want to extend him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that they would want to do. We've talked about that earlier. They don't really want to do the rental thing. Um, and that's why Hampus Lindholm, as we brought up earlier on the defensive side, and a name that I, I personally want to throw out that I haven't heard really out there much from Buffalo is Tage Thompson. Oh. Uh, Tage Thompson's a big forward. He's got a couple years left at like one and a half million. Um, that would be a that would be a great contract to have. Hey, well, I mean, I just think it's something where you know that second line left wing that you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he can sit and fill that spot and stay there. Um, it's just a matter of what you have to give up. You may have to give up a Natchez to get him, as he is like 23, 24 years old. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to give up someone. It could be a, a big name guy now, or you could talk about maybe a draft pick and some prospects. It's, po- it's, it's, it's possible. I like Suzuki, but. Suzuki and maybe a draft pick to get Tage Thompson. I wouldn't I be. I think that's a hundred. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset by that because, like, because, like you said, Matt. Like, boom. There's your second line center. Your second line left winger. You know, you figure out what you would do with Trocheck. You keep Trocheck there. You keep. You, if you still have Marty Nietzsche, throw him on the right wing or move up Seth to that second line. Have Trocheck, Jarvis, and Tage Thompson all day. Give me that. Give me that second line behind the sat line. That has a dangerous top six. I and mean, I mean, the, the fact that he's at 1 million, 1.5 million or whatever, you can bring him in without giving up a contract. That's a big thing for the Canes right now. It's like, obviously they have these contracts coming up after this year. They're going to have, I think it's around 25 to 30 million to sign like seven players that they're yeah. losing. Something. Yeah. And, and, and the fact he also, you know, we said earlier, they were talking to Cock and Yemi trying to get him extended. That would be a yeah. great, keeping him would be great because you have the second and third overall guys from that same draft. It seems like Cock and Yemi loves it down here. You know, he's got, you know, he's got Aho, he's got Tara Vinan, you know, we got Ranton. And so it's like we got all these fins just kicking it down here. It's like, why not keep him down here and just give him, you know, proper minutes that are at the fourth line? So it's like, it's say you move Trocheck down to the third line and move Kakaniemi to the second line center. Even Kakaniemi, Tate Thompson, and Seth Jarvis, or him and Marty, or those guys and Marty Nietzsche's, that would still be a good second line for next year. I just, yeah, I, I really, I watched the Buffalo game a couple of nights ago, and I, I watched and saw Tate. I mean, he's six six or something like that. He's yeah. huge. I mean, yeah, but he can score goals. He's he's got some points this year. It's like it's, to put him on a line with like imagine a line with him, Niederreiter, and Stahl. Like that would That's be a big it's line. A huge line. That's a huge line. Yeah. Yeah. They also got to keep Nita Ryder because we need to keep him. Yeah. He's yeah. really good right now. I still laugh at the fact that we got Nita Ryder for Victor Rask in the most fleece deal I've ever seen. Like I, it's still wild to me that we got him for Victor Rask and that was absolutely it. Like what? That was one of the best trades. I think. It's like someone said, like the NHL game to like easy trade mode and just like, okay, this works. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right. Franchise mode where you can trade like, I don't know, Jordan Stahl for your Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, all right. You're just like, wait, what? How did that happen? But yeah. somehow it did. But yeah, keeping him would be really huge. And it's like, do you guys see the Hurricanes possibly going after Trutrin or maybe Klingberg? And it's like, I like those guys too, but you're looking at – dollar signs and who do you give up for those guys because because even Donald Dell said it's like 
you if the deadline was today, yeah, you get a defenseman, but you're talking the 21st. We're 16 days away from the deadline. Like anything could happen, and it's like D'Angelo's only out for a month. Like, do you guys take that chance and go get a defenseman right now? Or do you try to just wait it out until D'Angelo and Smith are back and just maybe not really make any big name moves, maybe go for like a depth trade? Like, what do you guys think? I think there's going to be three big factors. And I think the first one is going to be how these next ga- next couple weeks of games go. Um, if the next week of games I think go- we, have, we have seven games until the deadline. Yeah, so if the next, let's say, four go, you know, two up, two down, you could say, like, okay, we're steady, like, right now. Um, if you put down three of them and you can only win one of those games or something, you know, they might get a little more eager to make a move to – make up for something. I think the second factor would be D'Angelo's recovery process. Obviously we know nothing. They know everything. They know when he's looking at coming back or whatnot, if he's recovering a little faster, do you look maybe to not make a move or make a smaller move versus going after Chikorin or um, Klingberg? Um, Or or Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. yeah, Hampus Lindholm, I think has a little less dollar amount, which would why, it would uh, entice me a little more if we were to go after someone. Um, I think he does make a little less than Chickering and Klingberg. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I've always liked Lindholm. I've, I've always seen something in him that reminds me of um, a little bit of a Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit of that offensive mobility to him. And that's something that the Canes are obviously missing from D'Angelo. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Kyle would be like what if Chickering gets moved right now are they going to pull trigger on Klingberg yeah you never yeah. know yeah you never know I mean colleague what are your thoughts on this like what do you think the Kings should do I personally think we stay put I don't think we need a rental because rentals yeah they work sometimes but they're not guaranteed to work yeah they they don't work all the time. Like they worked for us in 2006 when we got, who was it? Reckoning and weight. Yeah. And, and, and I've said this, I've said this on other episodes. I, I, I know you guys have heard it. This team is so different compared to the 06 team. The 06 team, you still needed upgrades on a I team that was, there's a, that team was already good, but you still needed upgrades because Eric Cole got hurt. You needed, yeah. you needed pieces and they made it work with getting those guys. But this team, and I've said it too. There's not really question marks on this team that you're like, okay, who can we get rid of to upgrade this team? Well, you really can't because the team is like what 38, 12, and four or five and something like that. So like they're second in the entire league in points, second in points percentage for the entire league. I think they're like top five in goals in the goal differential markets, and they still have games in hand on the team that's like they I think they have like two games in hand on Pittsburgh still, and they're four up in points. So yeah. it's not like the penalty kill is still top in the league. The power plays in the top 10. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like this team is hurting anywhere. And he's a best candidate too. Yeah. Freddie Anderson, anybody? I mean, outside of the Washington game, he's been on fire. So yeah. it's like, who do you really move on from? The only one I see like that is a good one is, Tage Thompson. Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing, if anything. That, I mean, I don't really even still like 
but the only reason for that one is because you're not really giving up any of your like you said giving up Suzuki in a second you're not giving up anything um like you're giving up a piece of your future obviously they've committed to Suzuki they've always liked Suzuki yeah Um, but you know it's it's they have other developmental pieces and they don't want to move these draft picks and if they're willing to move a prospect yeah a second or third round pick to you know bring in another forward who can play and keep him on the roster maybe give Martin a few games off here and stall a couple of games off here yeah some of these guys a couple of games off on all these back-to-backs that you're talking about <laughs> yeah we had a lot of games I think I think like before the whole process started I think we had like 40 it's like what 48 games in like 96 days or something like that and like even like the road trip that we had from in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania the Pennsylvania road trip back-to-back it was four games in three days like and people are like play all oh, the hurricanes are looking bad they're sloppy and all this other stuff uh, yeah, the bike is kind of tired when you're playing that many games in a certain number of days. You can't play three games in four days. That's pretty tough on the body. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying it's kind of tough to do that. And I'm just a schmo living in South Carolina. It's couldn't imagine these guys as professional athletes trying to play that many games in that short of a window. That's not how it works. And at the speed that we play at too, we play a lot faster than a lot of other teams too. So we're yeah, always ex- exactly, exactly. So it's like, you want if i think the taste thompson one is probably the most is the one that makes the most sense like you said not really giving anyone on the main roster now you're just giving guys a chance for breathers and stuff like that would be a great guy to have yeah you want to go for a defenseman but what other factors you got to put into it when d'angelo comes back smith comes back can you send chatfield down but here's a problem now you have d'angelo back in the lineup and you have chickering what are you going to have? You're going to have eight defensemen on your team. <laughs> like the, like you're so many guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, and the thing is like, you're allowed to, like, yeah, you're, you're allowed to dress a certain number of guys, but you still have other slots on the roster. You kind of have to like, you can't have all these guys just sitting out as healthy scratches because there's a thing called roster limits. <laughs> and it's like, what do you do with that? Though? Okay. You get a defenseman. Who do you, who are you going to send someone down outside of Chaffield? Or do you trade someone else off too? Yeah, that's the thing to look at. Like if, if you're going to go for a defenseman, you're going to inevitably have to move one because you're going to end up having to send Smith down or something. Yeah, you, yeah, you're going to you're going to send Chatfield probably back down. And who are you going to do with three like two extra defensemen with like six guys already in the lineup? Yeah, obviously there's too, there's too many bodies. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's just too many bodies to have. And it's like then. And that's why I think going with a forward might work because you're not really giving up a whole lot in terms of that. Now you you still might have to send someone down just to you know give you know cap relief and roster spots, but it's not as strenuous as okay, let's bring in a defenseman. Now we have eight guys for six spots. You don't really see that very much. You don't have all these plethora of defensemen just sitting around on your main roster. Yeah, it's definitely a good problem to have though. Yeah, it's good it, it definitely is. It definitely it's it's good to have this problem with this team instead of like it wasn't 06 where you had to get bodies, but they still did something with the, they won the whole thing. Or but even if we talked before Rod was the head coach, we couldn't get bodies in Carolina. So it's definitely a nice thing to have. But Matt and Kyle, thank you so much for coming on today, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was looking forward to all week to record with you guys, get you guys on and you know, talk hurricane talkie. This was 
a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking with me today. Oh, for sure. We appreciate you having us on. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. We appreciate it. And we're always happy to come back. Oh, for oh yeah, definitely. For, I'll definitely have to get you guys back on for more, for sure. But uh, before I let you guys go, where can people find you guys on social media? And um, if you need to plug more of, you know, Primo X, go right ahead. The floor is all yours. Um, uh, we have a Instagram, Primo X Hockey, P-R-I-M-O-X Hockey. Um, Instagram, Twitter, there's a Facebook account. Um, they all have links to the website and all information should be on there. Um, there's an info at primoxhockey.com as an email if anyone has any questions. Um, and yeah, I mean, anything people need hockey related, hopefully we'll have it one day. Yeah, for sure. Well, where can they find you guys too on social media just to you know, interact with you guys possibly? Um, my social media is mtmugno, M-T-M-U-G-N-O um, on pretty much everything. Yeah, mine's just some variation of kyle muse so. <laughs> no I, yeah so no okay yeah uh you guys can find me at silly zach uh, that's my personal you can find the podcast at the search cast on twitter um click the link in the, in our bio that's our link tree it'll go to all where you can find the podcast spotify i think like iHeartRadio and a bunch of other places it also has the link to primoxhockey.com Go check them out. Like I said, they got a bunch of great apparel, really comfortable and great stuff on there. They have a lot of cool hockey equipment. So if you need anything, go there, support local business because they are Raleigh based, like they said before. And um, also check out bonfire.com because I also have merch for the search cast. And luckily someone did buy something and uh, did show it off. And they said the material is great. It's comfortable. And the logo is really good on there too. So if you want to look for the search cast, search cast merch, say that five times fast uh check out bonfire uh we have a link for that as well so but like i said matt kyle thank you guys so much for coming on today this was a lot of fun and until next time guys i'll see you here at the search cast Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.